I don't know if that's the actual music right now, because I'm not recording this with the music. Hey guys, welcome to What's for Dinner. It is, um, what the heck is today? Well, first of all, Happy New Year. Holy God, Happy New Year 2016, everybody. 2116. Hope 2116, 2116. Either I just time traveled or I am really out of it. Uh, no, 2016. Hope you guys had a great New Year. It's January 5th today. Uh, so far, my new year is going great. I'm actually recording this on my last day of the sh- of my uh, month-long stint working on the Norwegian getaway. It's been an amazing month, as it always is uh, with this um, with this crew, with this ship. It's a uh, it's a fun gig. It really is fun. You know, it's uh, I'll tell you a little, just a little side uh, story before we start the actual show. I've been listening to these old. Um, I've been I should say editing. Uh, and splitting up these old files I have of me when I was between the ages of 13 and 25 or 26. Um, I used to keep a journal, like, on a cassette, and I've been, you know, editing them and, like, splitting them up, and it's just hearing myself as a kid literally saying, you know, oh, I can't wait, I want to, you know, I'm going to be a comedian, and I love Weird Al, and, excuse me, one day I'm going to meet Weird Al, one day I want to be you know, doing comedy, and I'm going on a cruise, and now here I am in my 40s listening back to my, literally my 13-year-old self, and just a mind fuck to actually hear, not just to hear myself, but to realize I've literally made dreams come true. So this New Year's is just starting out wonderful, so I hope you guys are having that too. And uh, like I said, it's my last day on the ship, so um, I actually had one of the entertainers on the ship um, do the podcast this week. This is Brent Webb. Brent is a mentalist, and I thoroughly recommend you guys seeing him if you ever get the opportunity. Check out his website. Um, we said it on the show, but I'll plug it now. Brent Webb. That's B-R-E-N-T-W-E-B-B.com. This man is amazing. Like, truly, he has a, a psychic gift, and I'm not saying that is bullshit. I, it, it, it's, it, there's no other explanation for what he does. And on the show, we talk about that. We talk about, you know, how he does what he does, um, how it, you know, kind of comes to him, uh, interesting things that have happened to him during the show. And, um, you know, just, um, you know, the same thing with him, kind of following that passion and talking about how he got into it and everything. But it really was a very interesting show. And I love shows like this. And I mentioned this too, but I love when I have entertainers who aren't just comedians, you know, somebody outside of my uh you know my expertise quote unquote but still an entertainer because it's like you see the parallels about what we do but what he does in his own way is just totally remarkable but anyway that is what the show is going to be about and i'm looking forward to getting off the ship and hey if anybody is in the la area in the uh coming month um january 12th i'm going to be in irvine at the improv there doing the comedy juice show and then the 15th and 16th of january skippy green is headlining at the uh flappers yoohoo room in burbank and then january 19th i will be up at the throckmorton theater in mill valley california one of my favorite places to play so if you're around there come check it out and the 22nd through 23rd i will be in san diego at the uh comedy palace all that stuff is available to be seen at flipisfunny.com. All right, I have been rambling. Now I'm going to shut up, and you guys sit back, relax, enjoy episode 175 of What's for Dinner with Brent Webb. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? 
talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. <laughs> okay, we're... Here we go. And I know you're not Anthem Flip. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. It's uh, it's Flip. I'm still on a ship, finishing my trip. I'm, doc- I'm the Jewish Dr. Seuss. Flip on a ship. Finishing the... Dr. Seuss was Jewish, I think, actually. So Really? I had no idea, nor did I care. No, most people don't. But uh, welcome to What's for Dinner. Um, so today, I'm excited, man. I know you don't. I know you probably don't believe me, but um, yeah, your facial expressions don't don't say excitement. But I, I'll take your word for it. Well, I've I've uh, I've had um, Botox recently, so I have no expression <laughs> in my face. Um, but I am sitting in my cabin because usually, because here's the thing: usually, when I do this, nine and a half times out of ten, it's a comic that I'm talking to. So we talk shop, you know. Where do you work? That kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Rarely do I get other entertainers who work in a completely different field. So you don't normally have uh, male strippers on that. No, like no, me, I don't. Like no, I don't. Members. Okay. Much like yourself. Yes. Uh, my guest today, guys, is a mentalist. Um, what do they call you in the Illusionarium? Te- telepathist. 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 Which I didn't really like at the beginning, but you know, I'm I'm growing accustomed to it now. It's a, it's a cool title. I wanted to be the Jewish uh, mentalist, mentel. I thought that was a much better title. <laughs> Mentel. Mentalist. He's of the New York Mentalists. Uh, Brent Webb, everybody. Brent Webb. How you doing, man? Oh, so good. It's such a pleasure to be here in your spacious cabin. I mean, you could land a 747 in here. I they, know. They treat the comics right here. I'll yes. Tell you that. Yes, they do. Actually, compared to some of the other... Uh, you, you've seen the, the little cat. <laughs> yeah, you know, we complain. Uh, I have the same cabin as you. And, you know, yeah, we, we complain. And then you go down to uh you know filipino alley and you see you know uh, something that you just don't expect to see you know uh, a room the size of a you know a, of a, a bed yeah literally you literally can, the size you can of brush a bed. your teeth you can eat your breakfast you can go to the bathroom and shower without leaving your bed which is nice it's it's nice yeah i like it's, it it's a built-in it's a crapper sleeper <laughs> um yeah so i i mean yeah like you had a cabin party last night with easily 10 or 11 people in there oh at one point we had 18 we counted really yeah, yeah. jesus we had them on the floor the bed under the bed bathroom it was it was exciting <laughs> it was an exciting night here so, so this actually so these are nicer cabins than yes, others yeah I mean, we we on. do complain and bitch well as opposed to because i guess i i would assume we have um a similar uh road life like when you go out to do gigs on the road, you're uh, they put you up usually in like a a nice hotel for how many nights you're performing. Yeah, yeah. Do you generally have to pay for your own travel when you're on the road? Like no, that? Uh, not anymore. I mean, at this point, we you know, have a great manager, and uh, you know they she builds in uh, travel, you know, airfare, hotels, all that sort of thing. I don't do the the one nights hardly much at all anymore. So it's usually you know either a few days in a in a venue like casino or something or it's you know a big event and uh you know so i fly in a day or two before and stay a day after so you know i had somewhere at one point uh two million almost two million miles on american airlines jesus so i was up there yeah wow so you are like a road comic i am it's <laughs> true but much different um uh for those who might not know brent webb and shame on you who don't um brent is and and i'm not just saying this man you're probably one of the most amazing acts i've ever seen not just in the illusionarium but i mean period man that is hey, coming from you that's a uh, huge compliment i appreciate that well my pl- I like um honestly because there, there have been some mentalists before and 
not that I know how they did it, but you know, you see somebody do an act and you're like, well, maybe this or right. maybe that. You know, there's always that. For the life of me, I have no idea how you do what you do aside from you just have some kind of ESP thing. And I don't know if that's true. I like to believe it is because there's honest, I, I, I have n- no idea. Well, that's, I mean, that you can't get a better compliment than that because, I mean, you know, when people, because the thing about magicians, mentalists, it's always, no matter how great they are, you know, people know it's a trick. People know, you know, hey, Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. But, of course, there was something going on. Right. The lady didn't really turn into a tiger. The airplane didn't really disappear. But, you know, as a mentalist, people th- believe that, you know, uh, that it's possible. It's not something so outlandish that you know you're not you know turning into a goat or something. I mean, right, you know, right. you're doing something that's based on a sound, you know, a body language and uh, different things. I mean, you know, I'm not giving you a bunch of bullshit, but there, you know, it's much easier for somebody to believe that this is possible compared to you know what a normal illusionist does. They bring a box on, they produce a girl, right? You know, it's a trick. No matter how great it is. You still know at the end of the day, you know, that did not just happen. Uh, you know, something that I didn't know, you know, accomplished that. Right. So, right. yeah, that's why. And that's why I like this. It's, it is kind of, uh, you know, it's a power. Uh, it's a powering power trip kind of thing. Oh, I can imagine. Because I know you told me you um like with this past month within this contract that I worked that you had made uh, three people cry. In your oh, show. I try to make I try to make a, a woman cry every day. I s- <laughs> uh, <laughs> in so, the show, and that's and where the male stripper comes in. <laughs> yes, um, yes, uh, I'm a little out of shape. I'll be honest. No, no but one, I, I do emotion. Uh, the thing is, my whole thing, and I was talking about this today with someone. Um, you know, I mentalists in general are usually boring. They, they talk way too much. They sound rehearsed. It's all about numbers, and it, it, there's no panache to it. There's no, you know, the old Vegas entertainer kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Totally. My whole thing is, okay, look, I'm not, you know, Greek god with wind in my hair. and You know, some people can pull that off. That's not my look. So I'm not going to go for the overly dramatic. Uh, you know, I'm relatively, you know, can crack a few jokes and, and kind of sarcastic. And if you're yourself, you know, if you... When you're not playing the part, you go over way better because it's, you know, this is when you see me on stage, not only am I having a a ball because, I mean, it's what I love to do in life, but I'm also myself when I'm joking. I mean, because, you know, we hang out all the time. Mm -hmm. You know that the me you see on stage, it's probably a little less because I'm obviously in this venue. You know, it's a family audience and, you know, but it's my sense of humor. It's my my sarcasm. I can get away with and like you can, you know, yeah, you yeah, say yeah. something to somebody, you know, somebody else could do what I do and, and, you know, they'd be booed. But I mean, with me, you know, they, they're used to it. I'm a little sarcastic and, you know, I can say, you know, when somebody's not smiling, you know, hey, you know, come on, smile, shock your face. You know, but you, why aren't you clapping? You know, I mean, you, right, right. I can get away with it. So and I just love to do it. But it is a it is a thing where you can go on a definite power trip. And it's caught me a few times because you start to believe uh, you know that I mean, oh my God, people are just so, you know, it's like like what you just said. I mean, they, you know, but then they come up with things like, you know, it's exhausting because it's always, you know, uh, tell me about my uh, my aunt Sally or um, grandma died and she we can't find the bonds and well, you know, it's always that kind of stuff. Have people actually come up to you. Oh, with 
Yeah, most of my email, uh, you know, besides, you know, I get fan stuff and, you know, show stuff. But, I mean, I get a lot of questions. I mean, I just got one two days ago on my Facebook that was uh, a lady I met once on a cruise. And uh, her uncle or someone had been murdered. And, and she she emails me at least once every couple of weeks to try to get involved in this case. You know, to, you know, and appealing to my, you know, please help us. It's just not what I, I don't do that sort of thing. I'm an entertainer. I'm not a, you know, I don't work with police departments and I don't, you know, I mean, that's not my thing. Whether what I do is a little bit real and whatever, it's still entertainment. I never want to be, you know, a psychic. So you don't want to be a superhero. No. And that's another thing. I mean, mentalists do is they come out and it becomes I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm my, you know, whatever. And turns the audience off. I come out like I'm a normal guy who can do some who cool, could just happen some to cool do. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's not the Superman trip because some mentalists have that. The, uh, you know, this this air of, you know, authority and the, you know, got uh, men immediately are turned off by mentalists because men always you're not going to get in my mind. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to make me look dumb in front of my girlfriend. You know, it's much harder with a guy. I use I use men in the act, but, you know, ladies are much easier, you know, for a mentalist. But, you know, if you don't come out and act like, you know, you have this super human power, you know, and you're better than everyone else. You're, you know, right away, I make a weight joke, you know, right away. You I always try to, you know, hey, he's not so full of himself. You know, I always try to deflate myself. He's full of other things. Exactly. Pastries normally. Pasta. <laughs> the carbs are a big problem for me. I'll be honest. No, that I totally know what you mean. Like I, uh, I approach comedy the same way. Just, I'm just a, I'm you. I'm a regular guy, and you know, I just happen to be good at writing jokes and you know, improvising whatever. But I always, I always felt that um, that kind of attitude as a performer makes you more relatable and accepting from an audience. Yeah, and unless you're playing a character of some kind. Right. I mean, what you do, I think we're similar in the way that. We're not afraid to go for, you know, some people have to stick to a script. They have to stick to, you know, and and there are great comics and and magicians and, you know, that just cannot work with any kind of ad libbing, anything like that. I like to to kind of go. I think if you have a really good script and you have a really good act and you've done it, you know, you're a professional. That's when you can walk the wire away from your material because you can always come back. If you've got a base, a basis, you know, you can always get away from it. Try something new, works or doesn't work, but then you can swing right back. Swing right back, exactly. You're not out on a, you know, a ledge with with without your your net underneath. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you have to be able to, um, you have to be able to to get it, out, to be in the moment, zone. like what you do with the songs and stuff. And I mean, uh, what you do is amazing because I mean, I would love to be able to do that. You being able to improvise that quick. I mean, I, you know do it in my act when I do the audience reading, which is what you're talking about where I sit down and I just, you know, start getting people's, you know, addresses and phone numbers and first kisses and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes you're getting, I mean, this week, every night, at least once a night, there's been one thing. One night, the lady thought she was George Washington in a former life. Uh, Truthfully. And I'm like, and one night there was a, and I didn't even say this. There was one, uh, a kid who was thinking uh, 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 the, the time my dad was fired at work for looking at porn on his computer. <laughs> there are things I don't say sometimes, but there is at least once a night there's funny stuff. Now, when you say you get, like, what do you mean by you get? Well, uh, look, I mean, I'm not going to bullshit. There, uh, and say everything I do is absolutely real. There, But there is 
a, a basis of, I mean, I can do some of, of what I do. I do have safeties built in, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the audience, uh, you know, people that are really uh, inebriated and there's certain things where it's much harder for me. And, you know, I'm not going to risk doing, especially in my full show, like my 90 minute show. So you have safe safeties built into things. I don't have to use them most of the time. So it takes me, I do 40 minutes before the show, uh, you know, getting into the zone because now I'm able to uh, to almost concentrate on so, like in the audience it, to groups and and get this get these images and get these things that they're sending to me without getting everyone at once because it used to be you know 200 voices all screaming at once like listening to 200 ra- different radio stations. So, but but you really do pick things up. Like I that. do, I do. That's insane, man. And. So, and I mean, we did uh, with your wife. Your wife was here. Yeah, yeah, Allison was here. And, you know, we did a thing where she was thinking of of somebody from her life, and, Mm -hmm. you know, which was a very odd name. I mean, it wasn't something you were like a Bob or a Bill. No, no, that's exactly. And I got the last name, too. Yeah, you got both of them, and it was unbelievable. And, you know, that's what happens. But people don't understand it's like uh, putting together a puzzle, you know, in my mind. Sometimes I've got all the pieces. And it comes very quick. And then sometimes you're looking at, uh, say, a 50-piece puzzle, and you only have 20 pieces. So you're seeing huge holes. But, you know, I just, I'm able to, to deduce and reason and figure out things. Um, and then sometimes, uh, you know, you have almost nothing. But that, that's very rare for me now. I mean, nowadays. It, it, it's, you know, I'm pretty on point. Now, you've seen the show a couple of times in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I'm nailing things like, you know, pin numbers on ATM machines and phone numbers and, you know, down to the digit. Oh, yeah. And every once in a while you're wrong. But, you know, when you are a, a magician, it would be bad because it would be, you know, oh, you blew the trick. As a mentalist, it's real. It's real. It's real. Absolutely. They, I mean, you know, if you were perfect every time, it'd, it'd be a trick. You'd yeah. be a magician. Uh, you know, a mentalist. I And that's kind of the scary thing because I started doing this, um, you know, and nobody ever admits this as a as a. Uh, uh, mentalist, but I mean, I, I did mentalism first and all of this, but then I always wanted to be an entertainer and I, you know, but I, I'm funny, but I'm not funny enough to be, you know, a comedian and I w- always wanted to be, so I th- uh, got, kind of got into magic. Um, but then, uh, when you're doing magic, you know, you hide behind a lot of stuff. You hide behind pretty girls and smoke and lasers and, and, and music. A mentalism is different because it is just you and it's you in front of an audience and that is it. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got over the fear of that, because I was working, uh, I was working in Vegas, and there was a mentalist coming the week after me, and I was doing a magic act, and they and he wasn't able to come. They said, "Can you stay?" And this is ninety four five or something, uh, ninety six. And can you stay? And next week, you know, and I'm sure another week's pay, right? But can you do a mentalism act, a mental act? And I had always messed around with it, but never. And I I went and, and put it together in a few days. As soon as I did it, what happened with you just now happened. It was, you know, uh, amazing. And I mean, you know, people believe it. And I had, you know, a giant truck and I had all this equipment and I had, you know, payroll and girls and all this stuff. I sold all I sold it all. I mean, you know, quickly. And I've been doing it ever since. This is my 20th year this year. So I've been doing it ever since. And it's just once you get past that. Oh my God! There's no one else to blame. If something happens, mm-hmm. it's it's me. You get Same past thing. that, yeah, because exactly what you. I mean, yeah. and even for 
worse for you because you know there is no there's nothing i mean it's just your it's you it's your mind it's your comedy you know at least i have something to look at. i mean they're looking at you know props or a couple of things you know picture whatever it is i'm doing you're just pretty much you and a microphone you know yeah that's but that's what i love about it the purity of it and yeah. it seems mentalism is the closest thing to pure quote magic that yeah, there is because out there the other thing is i do I, I go between two things now the act you're seeing there is no props i mean they bring out a big chair a big leather chair on wheels i sit in it and I just and I that's the, yeah, the uh, I do the twelve slates. minutes of that yeah I do the thing I I have a which a, is unfucking believable yeah I do a thing with chalkboards and uh, I pick a lady at random she comes up I ask her to think of someone from her life that's influenced her and this is what we're talking about about somebody crying because if it's somebody who passed away you're almost guaranteed they're going to cry at the finale of this thing if it's somebody who's died because they don't know how to, to take this because what happens is. They think of someone from their life, just their first name. Then they think of one word that describes that person to them. So, you know, if they were a mechanic, they could think of a car. If they were, you know, they baked the world's best cookies, they could think of that. So they're thinking of this. They don't write it. They don't say it. They're thinking of it. And I have uh, two uh, old-fashioned ch chalkboards, you know, like school slates. So, uh, you know, I show them to the audience. They're blank on both sides. She holds them together. And then I kind of walk around her. I get her to concentrate on the name, concentrate on the word, see the face, hear the voice. And that's all created to hopefully get her to be emotional. Because if it is somebody who's passed, all of that, see their face, hear their voice, that's all you know, created by me to get the emotional response that's going to happen at the end, which is... Uh, I open the slates and she's got her eyes closed. She doesn't see this, but I open the slates and, and written on one chalkboard in chalk is a name and written on the other chalkboard is a word. And then I have two uh, stage assistants who come come forward and I give one slate to each and they you know show the audience. She still doesn't see this. I say, open your eyes and the slates are facing away from her. And I say, you know, name the person, name the word. And as soon as she does, they pivot. And now she sees you know, the slates with the the writing on it. And seven times out of ten, if it's somebody who passed, they will cry at that point. And it's, you know, it's feel it's my yes moment when that happens. Because mm -hmm. I go, because even people like the cruise director always, how many people did you make cry this week? I mean, it's like my, you know, <laughs> it's my badge it's of honor. It's your signature. Yes. Yeah. Now, was, um, you said you started Magic first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually started men uh, with the mental stuff first as a kid. My dad used to hide a coin in his hand, and I'd be able to tell where the coin was. And then, so, so, so the, the ability to do that was kind of inherent in you, like as yeah, a kid? but nobody else really had it in my family. But it was very, just very intuitive. Uh, the thing is that people don't understand is um, it works. It's well for some things like the first day of school. You would know, okay, this uh, I'm gonna like him. Uh, I'm going to like her. Uh, she's a bitch. I'm not, you know, and you would be able to figure that out pretty quick. The problem with what I do is the more you get to know someone, the less it's possible for me to do what I do because then your emotions become involved. When I meet a stranger, I don't know anything about them. I don't have any feeling toward them. I don't, that's why I don't, I don't go out and, and greet the audience before a show. I don't talk to anyone. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know who's, I never see a list, an audience list. You know, and I do a big thing. I offer a hundred thousand dollars. There are no electronics, no earpieces, and no stooges, no plants, and I don't know anything about this audience. In other words, they come in, sit down. I don't have a, a list. I don't know anybody who's in that room, and because it's actually detrimental to me 
if I did, because as soon as I start learning about people or if I meet somebody and talk to them, it becomes less and less and less. And people always say, I'd hate to date you because, but that's impossible because as soon as you start caring about somebody and your, your emotions get involved two, three weeks into a relationship, I'm just like everybody else. I can't, you know, cause now it's what I want to happen and what I wish would happen and what it all gets mixed up. And I, you know, I can't tell if I'm wishing it or, you know, reading it. So it's, wow. it's no longer, uh, anything that's, you know, is reliable at all it becomes just like you or anybody else <laughs> you so, saying i'm not reliable no you know what i mean I know. it's what you're wishing for is right. just she like me is that's what happens so that's 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 really so emotions are, can be your enemy really for yeah, this it's game. like my kryptonite and i don't talk you know i've done a lot of interviews and a lot of a lot of stuff tv and radio and stuff and you know we never talk about this kind of stuff which is cool but it, you know it is my that's purposely why I don't, you know, interact with anyone that I'm going to be working with or that happens to be in my audience or, you know, and if I happen to see some, I call out something and I see someone that I've say I, you know, had a cigar with or something in the cigar lounge or I've met somehow before, I won't go forward with it because I know it's not going to be, you know, my best work because it's going to be somebody that I know. I know their name. I know about them. And mm -hmm. it's just not going to be the same as when you get a stranger to stand up and you're telling them the name of their first dog and, the, you know, the street they lived on when they grew up, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the, the last show that I saw, I mean, it was so fucking insane. Like, I remember you were up there and you were doing, uh, I'm sorry, what do you call it when you got the... Uh the pad and the chair. You had a name for it. Oh, it's, uh, I just call it audience reading. Audience reading. That's what. That's just my term for and it. And you were, there was a whole, <clears throat> excuse me, group in like the front row, and you said, uh, you say, who's Big Daddy? And like the whole group was like, oh my God. Like you could tell that was real. Yeah. That, see, that's, again, that's just what blows me away, I think, is the, uh, the, the pure reaction that you get with your act. Yeah, because it's, it, I mean, it's got to, it, it, it's, I, I, again, I, I only have my what, what I do to uh, compare, but it's like when when I'm riffing with an audience and I hit this one good riff that like is a perfect timing, perfect wording, and the crowd explodes, and you're just kind of standing up there and you're like, God damn, I'm fucking good at this. Like it's got to be that same kind of feeling. It, it, yeah, it is. And, there, and this week has been a, has been one of those weeks where you're on just this wave, and and, and you know, and I honestly. I don't know how I do something sometimes. I mean, things come to me and I, I don't, you know, it even amazes me. And I know, you know, what I do and what I'm capable of doing. And then there are some times when something just tells me, you know, I mean, yeah, like that. And in and and that situation, there were people all over the room. It was a huge group of people, I think, that were together, mm -hmm. maybe a family or something. But, but I mean, big. But they were separated around the room. So what happens is you've got... You know, they're all thinking of things that are similar because they're all from the same family. So they may be, think, may be thinking of, say, the grandmother's name. and But it's coming, you know, uh, from three or four different parts of the room. So I'm trying to stabilize where this is. Because normally I can go, you know, I'm getting it from here. And then with that situation, there are people all, people all over. And, and what I like to do is I will do, you know, I will get three or four things from one person, three or four from another. You know, but then I, I do what's known as shotgunning. Which is makes it, it I think makes the act so so much more dramatic is when you're going somebody is thinking of and you just, you're you're pointing out and naming one thing 
somebody yells out and and then you go to the next thing you're not having them stand up you're not getting a microphone to them you're just yelling out one fact but one fact that's not like somebody's thinking of mary it's like somebody's lock code to their phone is 8749 who is that it's me boom somebody's thinking of you know what i mean you're and it's very fat that that act builds and builds to a to a climax you're building yeah 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 to the end of that when it's you know that one last piece of information that i missed earlier you know i you know like comics you come back mm -hmm. and you, back. you bring it back you bring it back and you you know you looked like you made a mistake earlier now you've you've triumphantly fixed that and you know that whole act i mean when i created that act uh, you know, I used to sit on a stool. I used to. Th this is the way it should be done. The chair. I mean, you're able to, you know, jump, come up from that chair at the end, throw down the, you know, the pen, and it just is made for drama. Right. Totally. You know, and you can be funny. I mean, I'm sitting in that chair, and I'm, you know, I'm one ahead in my mind. I know what this person's thinking of, and then I, I can get something over here. So I'm able to kind of, you know. Uh, maybe I might get something earlier that's a really great piece of information, and I'll, so I'll store it away, and I will reveal it last because I know I'm not going to top this. I know <laughs> this piece is the one to end with, so I will remember it, and I will go, you know, three or four people, and then I'll go back to something. You know, like somebody the other night had their Delta Sky Miles number, which is, you know, who effing knows their, their Delta Sky Miles number to begin with, but that sort of thing is impressive as hell when you're going eight, seven, Four now you know you're you're trailing off, which is a one in a billion shot of getting right. that right. You know something that's so long like that. So any any information I can get like that, I'm gonna close with it. You know something that's just you just can't top it. You just it's over. Now have you ever gotten anything like really fucked up, like like somebody killed somebody or? Yeah, I mean I had and this in the last month even weird stuff. I mean there was uh. Is that my phone? Yeah, it is your phone. Who, who's calling me? <laughs> who's calling me? That's not ESP. That's caller ID. Uh, oh, it's Brandon. Hey, I'm doing a podcast. I'm, I'll call you back. Bye. That was Brandon <laughs> Kent, who's been on the podcast before. Brandon and I played uh, Call of Duty last night till 6 in the morning. Ship life. Ship life. So, this past month, uh, talking about fucked up. How... how can I say like can I oh you can say whatever you want but I don't because somebody I mean I mean if don't indict anybody and murder no I but I mean somebody was like you know I, I there was a group that uh, uh family and I I had and it was just bad they they I you know North Carolina I think they were from um but uh you know things like it just really racial stuff like I hate black people i hate oh god really really nasty stuff and you know i i said at one point uh i didn't know how to address it but i wanted to i didn't want to leave it because you know it, i don't know part of what i do too it sounds like it's fun and it's you know comedy but there's also a way because when you do this people uh it gives you something like I said, the power trip, but it also gives you kind of a podium to be able to at least say something. So I said, Oh, area code, whatever it was, nine, one, five, nine, one, five, you know, and then I, I made reference to without, without calling these people out. But I, you know, I said, wow, there's some, there's some really dark stuff going on, you know, in this day and age, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, you know, so I didn't call it anybody specifically, but they, obviously they know who they are mm -hmm. because it was more than one person and they were all together. So, you know, and then sometimes you will get people purposely thinking of things just to screw you up. 
which is which is fine too. But I, and I don't mind that. Like you know, you could tell if somebody's bullshitting or not. Yeah, I mean, most of the time you can. You get you know. The prime example is like, you know, 16 year old boys thinking of, you know, cock or dick or, you know, whatever. I'll tell you what the best the other night. This and this is honest to God. True story. The other night I have I have family from Texas. The Bible Belt of Texas are down here. And I mean, uh, I'm I'm getting this thing. It's just it's building. There's two beautiful daughters, you know, blonde, blue eyed daughters probably 18 20 and then there's a, a boy who's probably 16 good looking you know kid and then a mom and a dad and real texas accent and everything so i'm doing this thing and i'm bam i'm getting you know i'm getting the mother's maiden name i'm getting you know the street that the the dad grew up on and, and as a and again not just one person i'm hitting the entire family they're all coming through to me and then i get this name okay and it's like say adam and i and i'm thinking you know it's probably one of these girls boyfriend so i go Who's Adam? And they all kind of look at the at the boy. And he goes, oh, it's my friend. You know, it's my friend. I go, oh. And I turn away and I start to go into something else. And then I get this really strong impression of of Adam and a car. And I turn back to the kid and I go, I don't know what this means. And it may mean nothing, but I'm getting, you know, Adam and his, and his car. Are you thinking of that? And he says, uh, he him hauls around. He says, yes, yes. You know, but trying to just get it over with. Oh, so God. I go back. And then I go, <laughs> I go. Something else, and I turn back and I go, man, I don't know, but are you thinking about being in the back seat of Adam's car? And the kid goes, uh, yes, but it's not what it sounds like. And the dad goes, motherfuck. You look at the kid. He's like, I told you to not, like hang out with him. So it caused this whole thing. But oh it was, I mean, he's like, yes, but it's not what it sounds like. I swear it's not what it sounds like. So it's almost like being, you know, like, a, you know, a lawyer, you're grilling and grilling and grilling, but you're in their head. So you're like, you know, they're not saying anything, but you can just tell he's trying to get this over. And I wasn't trying to. I mean, I didn't do it for a joke. I didn't even understand what it was going on. And then when I said it, the second I said it and the second he reacted to it, I realized, you know, shit, you we opened up something here in front of the, yeah. the illusionary and the, and the dad pretty much. Must have, you know, I told you to stay away from that kid. So he must be, you know. Brent Webb, breaking up families everywhere he goes. Since 1994. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but. But, the, like, like, but like I said, anything like, like, again, like murder or somebody who's like, you know, you'll really get, fucked up thoughts. You'll get people. No, no I mean. Like never wonder, like, and, and, I, and if you don't want to go here, I get no, it. No, no, like never like shit. murder. But I've had, of course, like I said, people thinking about um, somebody who was murdered and they, that needs to, that the killer needs to be brought to justice, or uh, somebody who is, you know, you get a lot of people sick. And the other night, uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy, um, and uh, he had uh, something. I don't know what it was now, um, you know, MS or something. But of course, I, you know, again, he's not standing. I, I don't know this by looking at the guy, but, you know, I am always positive. I mean, I, I do that one sock line I, in my show, which, you know, uh, obviously is not real, but people believe it is when I say just for the drama of it. I say there's a lady sitting in the audience All right. by herself uh, with her husband and she only wants to know one thing. So I'm going to answer this question, but I'm going to ask you, please, ma'am, do not stand up. Um, and then I act like, oh, wow, how am I going to answer this question? Seated with her husband. Okay. The answer to your question is yes, he is. And you probably should consult an attorney when you get home. What happens with that is you hear, 
oh my god but then you start to see some women looking at their husband <laughs> every night because you know they're going i wonder if that and it, it wasn't created for that it was created for the drama of the line but it's become you know you you're in a room of a couple hundred people you know and there's problems and there's stuff then they start thinking who is that oh my god is it, it, it you know, and I just I don't know. I love to. It's the only line I use that's that's not true. In other words, I by it's, saying yeah. don't stand up, you know, because everyone else is, you know, yeah, that's me. That's me. They're standing they're yelling out. But this person, because, you know, obviously it's embarrassing. So don't stand up. So it's the one line I throw in just for a little drama and a little like, you know, oh, no, shit, he's yeah, yeah. really in. He's really because and you because, you know, you'll you, whatever is happening during your show, you know, you definitely have a moment. No yeah. Matter and I may on. need that moment. Right. For something. Again, I may be coming back to something and I need to, you know, I may need a few extra seconds to try to zoom in on something. So I may need that moment. But uh, but I always use it. And the other night was the first time ever. And I've been doing that that line for a couple of years that I got it got booed. Really? But, yeah. And so that just tells me that there's a lot of cheaters in that audience because <laughs> it did. It got booed. Was it mostly men? Uh, no, it was mostly women. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprising. So, so let me ask you this now. Um, the, yes, Flip, ask me, please. Can I, can, uh, Brent? Can I? Can, 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 can we? Can we wrap for a second? Are man? we gonna have a Barbara Walters moment? Am I gonna be crying here? Brent, I want you to answer me this question. <laughs> Little Brent Webb. <laughs> When he was a little boy, growing up, sorry, that wasn't a bad barber. That wasn't, hey, new career. New career. I've got an impression. Um, how old were you when you first, like, realized, like, this could be something you could do professionally? Like, was there a mentalist that inspired you, or did you just go, I wonder if I could do this as a gig? No, like I said, mentalists nor, uh, are, in, are boring. I mean, I didn't, and as a, you know. So Most you, people, you, you've you know me, you've seen the show, so you're a, you've seen mentalists, but the normal average person in their lifetime will never see a mentalist. It's not something that's so common that you know you're like you see magicians all the time and this and that. Mentalists are much rarer. In fact, the United States is the only country in the world, or one of the few, that does not have a big famous mentalist like the uk has darren brown and they're, they're every country australia they all have one guy who's like like the david copperfield of mentalism it, it's never taken over here it's never hit here like uh, like it should and i'm not exactly sure why probably because there's all these fake psychics and sylvia brown talking to dead people and all this bullshit that people are enamored with you know and they're, they're new, they're new jersey the, medium long island yeah, medium oh uh, what a crock that is and let me just put this out here and and say that i mean it's pathetic though and that woman i mean the long island press they vilified her because i mean for her methods people you know doing background checks on people and talking to people before she goes up to them and i mean what a fraud oh really that woman is oh and sylvia brown what i love you know that she was the one on Monta. Sylvia Brown oh, was yeah. the one on Montel. I do. Has, you know what? She remember her, Sylvia yeah, Brown. Yeah. I do. Uh, she had the worst bedside manner of any psychic. I mean, she, you know, this woman was just awful. I mean, you know, and she had, she chain smoked. She had that voice. You know, she was like this. So she's, you know, she's on Montel, and she <clears throat> and the lady stands up and she says, "Oh, you know, Sylvia, I might. Oh, my my son, my son has been missing for. Your son's dead. His head's under a bridge in New Jersey." I mean, that was her. That was her bedside manager manner. I mean, you know, so he's in pieces. Your son's in pieces. Part of him's in Perth Amboy. Part of him's in Brooklyn. I don't know. 
So that was Sylvia Brown. But I love about her is when she died, she still had two years worth of bookings. Which and it's true, her calendar was booked two years ahead. Well, there you go. I mean, if there's not a better sign for the that she was a big old fraud, that was it. If so. anybody would have known, it, yes, you'd think it would be her. So okay, so you um, so there there's not a big mentalist uh, mentalist following in America. No, I mean so. England has some. I, there was a guy David Burglis who was amazing. You know, so so again with. You just kind of fell into it as an entertaining thing from that Vegas thing. Well, no, well, no, I was doing it as a little kid for real, you know, doing the stuff with my dad and, and stuff. And then I started doing, you know, magic. I always wanted to be an entertainer, but you know, I always liked the people I looked up to was probably the ones you looked up to, like Johnny Carson, Dean mm-hmm. Martin, because the all-around entertainer. Now I can't sing, I can't, you know, but those guys could go out on stage with nothing and it'd be a party because they're just entertainers, right? And so. That's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be one of those cool guys who, and then you know, when I started doing uh, mental stuff I- I- younger, it was it was going over great. And then I was doing magic, and you know, but who thinks they can be a professional mentalist? I mean, you don't. Ever, that's not a job you think is going to be available, right? So right. Uh, then I was doing shows and stuff, and then like I said, I, I was be- I was being pushed that way for a long time, and then it just finally, you know, hey, can you do this? for next week and it just forced me to do it and you know i've been doing it ever since so and i mean it's an amazing thing to do what you love your hobby oh absolutely your hobby is your job your job is your hobby i mean you know money everything happens because you're so passionate you know how it is when you you don't you're not worried about all that because you're just you do it for free you're so much in love with oh absolutely with this and that's what happens it frees you uh, you know, I've never listened to people that, you know, you never let somebody who doesn't follow their own dreams tell you not to follow yours, because that's exactly what happens. My dad told me once, if you want to become a millionaire, you know, talk to a millionaire. You don't don't talk to a bum. So it's like the same thing. If you want to you want to do something, don't go talk to somebody for advice who didn't follow their dream and who didn't become something and who regrets every day. You know, I go home to Ohio and I see people I went to high school with. Uh, you know, working at the same factory, dating or I mean, married now to the girl they dated in high school, miserable with their life because they they were too afraid to try anything. You know, my whole life has been and falling down, too. But, you know, it's been just just, uh, you know, where fear is. I always go a little farther where the my worst, deepest fear, I believe you take two steps past it. And that's where the gold is every time. Yeah. Because as soon as I feel like I'm I'm just nauseous and I can't take it anymore, I take a little more. Because and then it's like the wall disappears. It's just fear is just a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. It is. It's you know fear is just there, you know, to break down the people that aren't going to go the extra mile. In my humble opinion, no, I, there it know. is a little a little motivational speaking. You know Brentweb.com. <laughs> Two bees. Or not to be. Oh, yes. I've said it many times. Have you? Yes. (laughs) Great minds. (laughs) Dude, I appreciate you doing this, man. Hey, it is awesome. You know, I love you. I I love you too, man. One of the best. You're just amazing. Really funny. Well, uh, again, I I feel honored to be part of this entertainment crew on board. Oh, we're just kissing each other's ass. We we are. We are. Um, Oh, wait. You said you you might want to do something like a, a, a... Thing with me for this? No, just no. my. Okay. Well, then in that case, in that case, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> yes, we love you all. We love you. And uh, Brentweb.com, right? Brentweb. 
dot com. Yes. B R E N T. B R E N T W E B B dot C O M. Thank you so there, much, Flip, for your you're time. Welcome. Oh, Brent, thank you. You guys. Can know you please untie me now? I, I need to go. Yes, yes, and you're untied. I snapped. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Bye bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.